Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Here we are, 2023, and we have a guest with us today that we have had on before, and we just love her. It's April Britt with Studio Bank. I'm so glad to be here. So glad that you're here. We had so much fun, and I'd like to start out, first of all, too, and say thank you, Mm -hmm. April, to Studio Bank for being one of our sponsors of the Moving Up podcast. We appreciate you guys. I love being on the advisory board there. I just love everything that you guys do. Happy to do it. Yep. Good deal. We have a lot of interesting things to talk about today, but we're going to kick it off with, for those who've never heard April on our podcast before, I'm going to let you just give like a two-minute elevator speech on you and on the bank, and then we'll dive into the subject of culture, culture in your company, culture with your clients, culture and how you present yourself. Yeah. So So April Britt, I'm one of the co-founders of Studio Bank. I was telling someone the other day, I started in banking 27 years ago in April of this year. That'll be 27 years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, So a long time banker, but it's been great because the last two companies I've been with, I've been able to be one of the um, founding members of the company. So Wonderful. That has got to feel good, especially a woman in banking. Yes. (laughs) Well, I tell a lot of people, you know, it's a, a privilege to get to start one bank. But to get to be a part of a startup of the second one is like, it's just unheard know, of. It is unheard of. Yeah. I would guess. Yes. So Studio Bank has an incredible culture. Talk about when you open that bank. And for anyone listening out there who's thinking about starting their own company, looking for investors, looking for employees, all of that, this is something you really have to consider. Mm-hmm. Because what we were talking about before we went on the air was... <laughs> Culture will develop one way or the other. It so will. Yes. how are you going to guide that where it's the culture you want? Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I guess I'll start from the very, very beginning. When you're starting a bank, obviously there are a thousand things you've got to think about, right? The financials, the marketing, the employee experience. You know, I could, I could name a thousand different things. And one of the important things, in my opinion, is company culture. And when we were starting the company, it was uh, an intentional, we talked about that a little earlier, it was an intentional part of us building the company. And early on in our conversations, I came across something on LinkedIn. I'll show it to you ladies. Sorry for those that are listening to us. Can't see this. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, um, I think this was oh, maybe. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thanks, uh, I'll smile for the camera. No, I'm zooming in. <laughs> so what this says is um, the people I most enjoy working with are folks that dream big, get shit done. Are we allowed to say that? You oh, are yeah. indeed. All right. <laughs> and, and know how to have fun. And when I saw this, I think it was actually somebody on LinkedIn that posted this meme. Uh, I took a screenshot of it and immediately sent it to our other founding members and said, this, this is, this is what I think about when I think about our company. And everybody mm-hmm. said, oh yeah. So it was kind of one of the starting conversations around 
what kind of company do we want to build? And we get to completely start it fresh, blank piece of paper. It's ours. What did we like about companies we'd come from in the past? What do we like about companies maybe we see and, you know, that, that we've admired over the years? And then what do we have in our own hearts of what we hope to build in our company? And so this was just one piece. And then obviously there were more and more conversations over that founding several months. It was 14 months we were building the company. But it was very intentional in the fact that every quarter when we would have conversations, there was always a piece of those conversations that were built around company culture. Mm-hmm. And what would that conversation sound like? Mm. Do uh, share your secrets. <laughs> you? <laughs> I can't tell all the secrets because then, you know. To our 7,500 listeners. Right. We can't have those uh, those competitors out there trying to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think for us, it was, like I said, kind of looking back at what we had appreciated and liked in power companies, what were the things maybe in power companies we didn't like, you know, what else outside of those companies that, that we admired? And we just started making lists and it was, you know, like this, the people we want to work with, the, you know, how we want the place to feel, even down to like the physical aspect of the company, because culture is bigger than just your mission and mm-hmm. values. It comes down to physical, it comes down to your goals, it comes down to leadership. I mean, there's a lot of different aspects to culture. And so we kind of dug into each of those things and and started making lists. I've got other pictures I can show you here today, just for fun, of those, uh, the room that we would sit in and had, you know, sort of whiteboards all around us. And then as we took those notes in the earlier days, we started to kind of culminate a lot of that stuff down into uh, what you know, our values and what our mission and our purpose was going to be for the company. And then over time, as we built the company from, you know, there were five or six of us co-founders and there were 12 and then, you know, 30 people. And then now we have 85 people. So over this last five years, uh, we've stopped along the way and done kind of gut checks with Mm -hmm. our team to say, okay, here's what we were trying to build. Are, are we doing it? Is, mm-hmm. it? is it going well? What else could we be doing? And so we, we do several different sort of measurements, I guess, yeah. if you will. So our CEO does probably every at least three or four times a year, he sends out a survey that he puts together just to gather information from the company anonymously. We have regular feedback sessions one-on-one with our um, each of our team members on an ongoing basis. We have a very important, to me, open-door policy with leadership. Mm-hmm. So anyone can walk into any of our offices at any time and get, you know, give feedback, an idea, anything that they want to share. And, th- and they know when they walk in the door to, to give that feedback or that idea that somebody's going to take note and say, let me go. I guess what we can figure out. Yeah. If it's an idea that we really like, we may turn around and say, now you're in charge of going figure that out. That's right. right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so the best careful, thing. So careful when you raise your hand, you know. Um, sometimes those ideas come right back to you to um, to go figure out, you know, because we can't, you know, as leaders, we can't be the ones that navigate every idea. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, Not enough um, hours in the day. Exactly. Do you have a piece of your culture that you just love more than others? Mm. Oh, that's Sorry, such putting a great you on the spot oh, on that that's one. That's a great question. I didn't prep you for that one, but. <laughs> you know, I, I would say, I would describe it as caring that it's, you know, so part of my role is human resources. And if you think about those two words, human resources, not always does an HR department (laughs) treat people like humans. Unfortunately, there are companies where, you know, maybe the HR department is not accessible. It's cold. It's very businesslike. It's very rule-based. I really want people to be treated like humans and so does the rest of our leadership team. But 
to me, it comes down to caring for people. And so I'll give you an example. We have, obviously we, we give people PTO, right? So you get time off during the year. We have a policy that says, um, it's called the gift of time policy. And let's say that, um, I'll give you an example of several years ago, um, we had someone who had used most of her PTO by the end of the year, which is, you know, normal. And right in December, her mother passed away. Mm. And it was devastating, obviously. And she was in need of some extra time off um, beyond a bereavement leave. She had some other things she needed to deal with. And so that gift of time, what we do is every year um, as each employee, if they have leftover PTO that they don't want to roll over to next year or they can't roll over, then they can donate it to the gift of time sort of bucket of PTO, which is then shareable to any employee in the company um, in an emergency situation. Oh, wow. And so that this woman. very cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So this woman was able to apply for PTO under the gift of time and take the time off that she needed, which was extremely important to us and to her. And that's just one example. I mean, I've got several, you know, someone who started in our company and four weeks into starting with our company. This was, uh, you know, several years ago. I think it was like four weeks after he started him and his wife were trying to adopt and they got the call that there was a child for them to adopt. So imagine you're four weeks into a new company. Mm-hmm. You hadn't accrued PTO yet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? What do you do? And so he applied for the gift of time. We were able to give him a week off, help him and his wife get settled with the new adoption. And, and those I'm sorts jotting of that down. I that is such a that. great idea. That just gave yeah. me chills. Me too. Right? Me too. Because here's the thing. Again, it's just treating people like humans. I mean, we have to have policies, right? There, there yes. has to be an HR handbook and there has to be all these you know, things to run a company, right? And to run it fairly and so that everybody is, is getting some of the similar you know, things. But there's just going to be times where things happen in life and someone's personal life that's outside of a handbook of what Mm -hmm. a handbook can actually accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, caring, I think, is just a really important piece. And there's so many stories I could tell you where caring, I feel like, shows up in the way we run our company. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is your vision for 2023, both in the business community and for Studio Bank? To keep thriving and help others do the exact same. Nice. This is an interesting year. I think um, it's it's funny when I look back, you know, we've been in business four and a half years, almost five years in June, by the way, officially as a company. And, you know, over those four and a half years, we've been in COVID almost three of them. Mm-hmm. So every year we, we start to look at the new year and we say, well, that's going to be an interesting year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are we ever going to get back to what the, what the old normal years used to look like? I don't know. But similar to you guys, you're in an industry that um, is being rocked by the economy right now. And mm-hmm. um, that, that's happening in banking too, um, especially on the mortgage side mm-hmm. and some other areas. Rates are, are increasing. So lending is getting, you know, a little bit, it's just changing the mm-hmm. landscape of of the way maybe we were running the business before and how we were able to support clients. We're having to think things a little bit differently. I think our clients are thinking things differently, but the goal is just to help keep those businesses thriving because that's what allows us to thrive as well. Yeah, that's a great answer. Great answer. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking 2023 is just going to be sort of a... It might be, kind of, yeah. Just a good, solid, just, kind of just a flatline, here we go type year. Yep, yeah. No, nothing crazy. Nothing, nothing. Right. No no need for any major new things. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's just like, all right, we're, we're now breathing. Yes. And figuring it out. Yep. Okay. Right. Well, that's sort of same. When you, you said caring, that that's one of, that's part of your secret sauce in yep. your culture. How do you, and I'm sure with care, how do you empower your team 
I mean, because to go from five to 85 Mm -hmm. (laughs) in less than five years is tremendous. So ensuring that everyone has buy-in and feels Mm -hmm. empowered, what do you think you're, um, how do you guys make that happen? I would start with the word transparency comes to mind. If you work in our company, you know what's going on. There's no secret curtain that if you got behind, there'd be a whole nother set of information, you know, unless it's confidential information, you know, someone social maybe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the real, you know, that, but I guess if you, you know, you were in executive meetings, you would see that what you see there is what you get on the other side. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, a lot of transparent, get. yeah, what you see is what you get with our, our leadership team. And so I think you can build a great company with transparency. And I think our team sees that, you know, we, we apply for the best place to work each year with the business journal. And it's not to necessarily win awards. It, it's really to get feedback. That's, it's a great survey. Um, it's anonymous. And we enjoy getting the feedback from that survey. And every year we get, it's like 99% of score on transparency and leadership. It's like top scores. And I've told our CEO every year, that's what I hope our top score always is, is leadership transparency, because I know that if we're doing that right, the rest of it all trickles down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I think, you know, one of the examples in the way transparency plays out every Tuesday, we have a company wide meeting. So the entire company gets together. It used to be in person prior to COVID. Um, Now it's in person and, and still, you know, hybrid, I guess um, some virtual, but every single week, our entire company gets to hear from our CEO. And that could be, hey, what's going on in the company this week or this month or this year? It could be what's coming up. It's a new benefit. Today, we all, we launched a, a couple of new benefits for employees, which we shared this morning. But I think it also allows the team to ask questions and get input and, and, and other leaders to speak of. It's not just Aaron, but typically he leads it. And again, I think that fosters the notion of, we want everybody to know what's going on. And mm-hmm. when things are good, it's a whole lot of fun to celebrate, right? When things maybe aren't going as good, we talk about that too. Right. Because those are the things you want to learn from. Right. Do you have plans to grow more in 2023? Well, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see what this economy is going to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, we're we're staying on our, our same track of, um, we've been, you know, growing at, 150 million mm-hmm. or so in assets a year. Um, we'd love to keep that same, you know, track as, as we continue to grow, because again, the more we scale our company, the more we'll be able to offer mm-hmm. our clients. We'll also be able to offer more internally to our employees. And so with growth, you know, comes a lot of great benefits for others. Right. So. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. 
So the last time you were on the show, April, y'all were just opening your Williamson County yeah. mm-hmm. office. Yep. And I cannot remember if that was before or after I went down for the open house. But that's a great facility there that you yep. have yeah. as well. Amazing location. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we started, you know, before we, we went and spent money on the actual space, we hired folks in that area first. So it was like, let's build it and they will come, right? Mm-hmm. But we, we wanted to have bankers in that area. So we hired several about a year in advance. We wanted to get some things going in that area and then build a location. When you look at the banking scene in Nashville, I mean, we've got, the, of course, the big national banks. You guys were the first DeNovo Bank in 12 years? Uh, it was, yeah, it's, it was Some, 10 at the time when we started, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've seen a few newer banks come in, but yeah. I think they're existing banks from other states. Yep. How does one, like I saw what you and Aaron and Harry did to get studio going. Yeah. If you're coming in from a different market and you really don't know anybody, how do, that's... I don't know. The whole banking biz is interesting to me is how you get clients. Yeah. You know, I think there is something about, and the reason we've been able to grow as fast as we've been able to grow is because we were here. Yeah. And and we had so many connections. Sort of, you know, I'd say grew up here in banking. I mean, for most of us, when I said earlier that, you know, I started in banking 27 years ago. I've actually been in Nashville 21 of those years. Mm-hmm. So the majority of my time has been spent in middle of Tennessee. And I would say the same for you know many of our leaders, and our relationship managers. Um, we're from here. So yeah. we know this area. And I think there's something to that, that um, well connected folks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's harder coming in from out of state. Every once in a while, we'll have someone, you know, move to town and come, you know, talk with us, interview with us to, um, you know, if they want to be a, what I would say, one of the frontward facing, you know, bankers in town. It's a little bit harder, I think. I think it's, you know, we tend to look for those folks that have been in Nashville and have those, you know, those connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just funny, you know, I'll, I'll flip to the business journal. Well, every day you get your online business yeah. journal and you bank from Arkansas or whatever. I'm like, really? Yeah. You know. Well, there's a lot of stuff happening in Nashville. There is yeah. a lot of stuff happening <laughs> in Nashville. trying to get a little, draws little part a, of that. Draws you know? everyone. And yep. it's funny that it's been 12 years since we were named the It's City. Or no, maybe it's 10 years ago we were named the It's City. And we're still... It, but just a different way. Yeah. You know, yep. take the good, the bad, the ugly, but yep. hopefully mostly the good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> For sure. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about Studio Bank? Or it could be real estate space. It can be exciting things happening there or anything or anything on culture. Oh, well, I, let's see. Did we talk about the Women's Collective? I think we did talk about that we last did. time. Okay. Yeah. That was, yeah. That always comes to mind because I'm just so... I have so much fun with that group. We just um, met yesterday for a small group luncheon, had about 15 women together and it was super impactful. So, well, and I love doing those. So I did one in December. Yeah. The lunches that April does where it's about five women, I guess. And I did not know. I I think I knew one, one of the girls in our group, but it was great getting to meet everybody and hear about their businesses and what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And And we've expanded those now to weekly and there's 15 women in each lunch. So we've been able to, to grow those a little bit bigger. We didn't want to go too big because then, you know, it loses loses that personal touch. But so I think 10 to 15 has been a right number, but yeah, but I, I think circling back to culture, something maybe we talked about before we even hopped on the headset was just intentionality yeah. with culture. I, I think, you know, it's going to evolve no matter what. So mm-hmm. if you're not intentional about it, the culture will evolve on its own. I think it takes time and energy really thinking about it. 
And I think the mistake that sometimes gets made in companies is culture is sort of slid over to the HR department as like a, an HR initiative. Mm-hmm. And it's really not owned by all of the leaders in the company. And that's what makes it different. I think in our company and others who are you know out there doing great things in, in company culture, it's because everyone on our leadership team and then everyone in the company owns the culture. And, and Aaron, our CEO, will talk about that a lot. That's why when he does his feedback sessions and surveys, he wants 100% participation because yeah. he's like, look, I get it. We're building this company together. You, you have a chance. Every single person in this company has a chance to put their fingerprints on how this company is going to go. What if your idea is the next idea that takes us, you know, to great heights, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? And so I love that about him, that it's not just him or it's not just a few people. It's not just an HR initiative, but it's all the leaders and then it's the whole company. And together, I think that's what makes it successful. I would agree 100%. And it does. It all starts from the top down to bring that. And culture is interesting as well because it also Mm self-selects who remains with the company. If someone is not in that, isn't caring or collaborative or rising tides raise all ships mentality. I know that's how I've watched it happen here. Mm -hmm. People who have left here, the culture sort of self-selected them to leave. Oh yeah. Because they just didn't fit in that. Yep. Like y'all were very caring and always hands up to everybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a great story to that. So, you know, I told you guys, we do the business journals, best place to work survey every year to, you know, gain some feedback. One, I think this was a couple of years ago, I was reading through the anonymous, you know, if you can, because you get sort of the questions and the, what are the responses? And one of the questions was, would you recommend, or how likely are you to recommend your company to a relative, a previous coworker, you know, somebody that, you know, essentially, would you go out and say, Hey, come work, you know, for the same bank I work for. And there were a couple of people that wrote, unlikely. And so when I first saw that, I thought, Oh no, we've got an issue. What's going on? You know, but I went to that person's, those two people's response. And both of them said, the reason why I would not recommend it to other people is because we work at such an excellent level that I don't have friends, family, or previous (laughs) (laughs) co-workers that want to work less hard or want to, you know, want to, you know, that have that same kind of energy and level of commitment and dedication. And I just, just blew me away. And so I, I told Aaron, I said, this, now that's what you were going for, right? That's right. Yeah. So now I want everybody to say they wouldn't recommend, no, I'm kidding. No, but does that make sense? For like sure. You, you want that feeling where it's almost like you only want to bring in your A player. So I've got mm-hmm. one, one woman on our team that she joined us about a year and a half ago and she was amazing right from the start. And I said, who else, who, who else, you know, do you know? Cause you've been in banking 20 years. You have to know. And she said, I've got two A players that I, I'm really that I I would recommend here, and so we hired both of them. Oh, nice! And it didn't take me long in the interview because again, she had done so well that I was willing to take her opinion of the next A player. Yeah. And so the interview process was a lot shorter in that situation, yeah. right? Because I'm taking that, and it, she was 100% right. Two more A players got added because of her. And so I went back and said, you got a third A player? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zito, you've you've got a good, uh, you know, role here. But but I love it because she said, you know, at some point I got to stop because really it's a small group of the company I've come from um, for several years. It was a small group of who, who she felt like yeah. were, was at that caliber. And yeah. so um, I appreciated that. Yeah. 
For sure. The level of excellence that you look for in your coworkers has got to be yes. unsurpassed. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're if you're an A player, you wanna work around other A players. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And you wanna be challenged in yes. a positive way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I'll say that's you know, our, the previous company that I came from, many of you guys are familiar with Avenue Bank and you know, again, over a twenty seven year span. I worked for a lot of different banks. I mean, I think Avenue was maybe my seventh bank. There was a lot of movement in that early part of my career. And what I realized uh, when I got to Avenue and stayed there for nine years, I think it even surprised my husband. He was like, wait, wait uh, you know, <laughs> that what's holding you here, right? And it was that. I finally found people that wanted to work at the same level I wanted to work at and wanted to come in every day, build something really great together. And I think in my early years of banking, I just wasn't in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. And so I even spent some time outside the banking industry because I thought maybe it was just the industry. I didn't realize a lot of it came down to culture. Mm -hmm. It, it, It didn't connect with me until after I spent time in Avenue, you know, then got outside of that. And when that sold, and started to think about, well, now what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, because the first thing I thought as soon as Avenue sold is, well, I'm getting out of banking. I'll never find that again. Yeah. You know, that there was just no way in my head that that would exist again. Yeah. And so as Aaron Dorn starts <laughs> ringing my phone saying, let's go start another bank. At first I thought, oh, that's crazy. Highly regulated. Do we really want to go start a whole other bank? You know, but the thought of getting to start another one. And do it just as great, if not even better. Better, right. Right? To get that hindsight and say, okay, we know this went really well. What are the things we could do that just takes it up even, you know, to the next level? And to get to work with those people that I adored for nine years, it got harder and harder to say no the more he called. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have something to say. Please. Okay. So yeah. when you said transparency, mm. I feel like that has to be one of the top keys for building culture. Because I feel like here at the Wilson Group, you, Karen, Rusty, are very transparent in all of our meetings and everything we do. And because of that, I feel like at the Wilson Group, we have a culture of community over competition. Mm, So I feel like we really work together. I don't feel like the other agent who's sitting in a sales meeting with me is going to steal an idea or, you know, something to that effect. I feel like we're all in it together. We all want to help each other. And that's led by Christy. So, you know. It's a great culture here to to kind of have that feeling where I can walk in and I can ask the questions that I really need to ask and get the answers. Uh, and I'm going to get good answers, I, multiple good answers. I love that. That's actually a really great point. I think that whole we win together mm-hmm. is really important. So one of the things that I think makes us different is if you walk in the door today and let's say you're greeted by LaToya in our branch downtown and you say, hey, LaToya, I need a a commercial loan, right? A commercial real estate loan. LaToya is not incented to try to help you with that commercial real estate loan if she doesn't know how to actually do that, right? She's incented on finding the right person mm-hmm. to take care of the client to get their needs met. And so whether LaToya does that loan for you or passes it to the next person, there's no, like you said, there's not competition, right? They're, they're not f- sort of competing against each other. 
I will say in previous banks, not Avenue, but previous banks, <laughs> I did witness that mm-hmm. where, you know, the person walking in the door was trying so hard to hold on to whatever sale they were going to make with that client. And it was almost as if each, each person was there for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so our incentive plan is built that way too. Um, everybody in our company is part of the incentive plan. It's a, we win together approach. It's if we make these goals as a company, then everybody gets a certain percentage of their salary. So again, a Latoya who's, you know, there in the branch and someone walks in the door, she's not going to try to hold on to something Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, we need that client to go with the the expert of whatever they're needing because they're going to have a better experience. Right. right? I feel the same way here. If somebody had someone call this weekend, wanted assistance, our sister's moving to Nashville and wants to be down the Spring Hill area and wants to rent for a few months till their house sells in Wake Forest and et cetera. And I was like, great. I was like, I don't do that. I don't do rentals. I mean, I have a property management company, but I'm not going out and finding tenants for them. So I place them with one of our guys who does leasing and um, who will help the sister when she's ready to buy. And I feel the same way. It's like, put someone Mm -hmm. who specializes or if somebody wanted something in Cookful, we'll get people want to buy in Cookful. I'm going... We don't do that, but let me connect you with someone out there. Yeah. We could do that. We just are not going to serve you well. Exactly. But it's a big piece of culture. Mm -hmm. Just how, how the company works together or independently, right? Mm -hmm. Is it interdependent? Is everybody incented to be, you know, individuals or a team? Yeah. Yeah. And it matters because that client experience is going to be affected. For sure. So, and in my opinion, a, a lot of what we're trying to do internally from a culture standpoint is build a company where people really love where they work and really love the people they work around because that's going to translate over to the client experience. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if we as employees are having a great experience, it's going to mean that the folks that walk in the door are going to see that and feel that and have that same great experience. Right. So. So Which is true. why my title is chief experience officer. Yeah. That was the point of that was, you know, not HR director, not, you know, there's a, a lots of different titles that, that I could have, but we thought about, you know, the client experience and the employee experience and how both of those need to have a focus. And so from a marketing and branding client experience standpoint, you know, I oversee those efforts. And then also from the employee experience, HR and all the things that go under culture, et cetera. But those two have to be thought of together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going to get out of sync. Right. Yeah. We call the um, the two women who are our office managers, but also sit at the front desk at both of our offices. Yeah. They're job description when I'm hiring for that description is director of sunshine oh, because if yeah. you are not and our, our logo is yes, a sunshine. Uh, I'm like, if there's not it. so much sunshine coming off of you love when that. someone yes. comes in and our agents, you know, when you're out showing property, you are depleting your tank, pouring it all into your client. Oh, yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. That's just fine. Yeah. But when you come back in the office, I, do, I need my director <laughs> of sunshine. So you need to fill those agents back up yes. because they need to feel yes. how much they are loved and cared for here and refill that love mm-hmm. tank. I think that's so, a great. So true. And yeah. they both do. And they both do. They have I, the perfect yes, personalities they, for it. Good hires. Everyone is yes. on the right. Everyone's on the right seat of the bus at the Wilson Group. Yes. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We are very, yeah. very lucky mm-hmm. with our, we our staff. That's so. great. April, you are just always such a wealth of information. I have my little pad. I've yeah. been taking She's notes here because you, I'm like, oh, I want to try that idea. That's a great idea. I've got yes. more ideas. So keep it. <laughs> it is just 
awesome. Thank you for making the time yeah, today. Thanks thank for sharing. And I'll look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Yeah. With us. And again, thank you, Studio Bank, for sponsoring You're the welcome. Moving Up podcast. And guys listening, if you have any questions or any topics you want us to talk about, we are happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Email us your questions or topic to podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.